Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Brian Intrigan, a.k.a. KC Bubba. You can find me on Twitter at BDEntrick, P-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. Hope you all had a great Monday. Ten games on the slate. Lots of fun. Lots of offense, as expected. we got a full day of action on Tuesday. We'll get to that soon. But I'm here to recap your Monday news and notes on the Diamond. So let's get at it here. The St. Louis Cardinals, we knew there was a yard sale coming. They said a lot of guys were on the block. Well, this guy, Genesis Cabrera, was on the block until Monday when he was just designated for assignment. A very surprising move from uh, people that I follow that are hardcore Cardinals fans. Even the uh, beat writers were surprised by this move. Cabrera's been with the team since 2019, and he was rumored to be one of the trade options for the Cardinals. They just DFA'd him. So that was pretty surprising, to say the least. In other Cardinals news, Tyler O'Neill is expected to be activated from the IL on Tuesday, and the Cardinals came out and said that he is going to play every day once he's activated from the IL. O'Neill's rehab assignment is almost done. He played pretty well on that rehab assignment so that they will look for him to play every day in the outfield and be productive once again and then probably get traded if, if all things go the Cardinals' ways. Yandy Diaz of the Tampa Bay Rays returned from the paternity list on Monday, led off as usual for the Tampa Bay Rays. Shane McClanahan was also reinstated from the IL. He threw well in his return to the rotation with the corresponding moves. Jonathan Aranda, who we knew, what happened was sent back to AAA while Yanni Chirinos was DFA. He was out of options, so he's gone. A guy that was once heralded as a potential, you know, at least middle to back end of the rotation everyday guy for Tampa Bay is gone. So that's one of the kind of surprising yet not surprising moves for the Tampa Bay Rays. Mentioned yesterday that Christian Encarnacion Strand was getting called up by the, the Reds. That did happen. The corresponding move, Kevin Newman was placed on the IL with gastritis. That was a kind of a, an odd one. It's backdated for a few days. Um, we kind of wondered yesterday, what would the Reds do to fit Strand into their lineup? Well, the first set of lineups, the odd man out, was Spencer Steer. Incarnacio Strand was the DH for the game. They moved pieces around, and Steer got the day off. So I'll keep a close eye on the situation and see how the rest of it plays out. You'd imagine Joey Votto sits first lefties. That should give Christian Incarnacio Strand and Steer some time to line up together, and we'll see how the rest plays out. Kansas City Royals' Zach Greinke is progressing in his rehab back from his shoulder injury. He's expected to return from the IL and pitch on Thursday for the Kansas City Royals. Probably not the biggest use of fantasy news, but baseball news. Greinke will be back. If anything, you can stack against Greinke on Thursday. More Royals news. Salvador Perez is trying to avoid the IL for now. He's a grade one hamstring strain. The Royals are going to give him a couple days off to see how he heals and reassess the situation in the middle of the week. Hopefully, Salvi does not hit the IL. Uh, Furman has been a pretty viable backup in Kansas City. If you're in deep, deep leagues and need a guy to roster for now, that would be the man in Kansas City. Josh Donaldson's calf injury is hashtag not good, folks. He has a high grade two slash low grade three 
a calf injury. This usually means it's a tear. There's no timetable for his return. Honestly, I'd be surprised if we see Donaldson back at all this year. Um, as Waldo Peraza did get the call up to take his spot. He let off on Monday night. He uh, got a hit, walked four times, stole a base, looked very productive in his uh, return to the bigs. But Donaldson, this could be the end of Donaldson's career, let alone this season for the New York Yankees. Rafael Devers was out of Monday's lineup with a right calf tightness. He's day-to-day that Red Sox don't seem too concerned with it. We'll keep an eye on Devers. Red Sox scored seven runs on the A's anyways. did not matter. They did not miss him. So a couple days might be a good thing. The, the Red Sox bats are heating up in a big way, and Devers is heating up as well. A couple home runs over the weekend in Wrigley Field. So they'd like to get him back in the lineup as they try to make a push in the wild card of the American League. Brewers, Wade Miley to the I.O. with left elbow discomfort. This came after the 4 o'clock lock in certain weekly fantasy leagues. That was fun for some people all over Twitter. But Miley to the I.O. with left elbow discomfort. There's like no rumor of this until that happened. So we'll see how severe this is as the reports come out throughout the week. Cedric Mullins was out of the lineup for the third straight game for the Baltimore Orioles as he's dealing with his quad injury, something to definitely monitor there. They're trying to avoid the I.L., of course. But, you know, three games turns into four to five. At that point, it's like, let's just go to the I.L. and get healthy. We'll see how it goes. The um, Orioles are doing great until a grand sign by Chris Taylor on Monday to give them the loss versus the Los Angeles Dodgers. But said was not bad. All right, everybody. Underdog fantasy. You know the drill. They got the best best ball in the world. They got daily best ball tournaments if you're looking for it. But more importantly, right now, they got pick them. Pick them contest over unders. You got pitchers. You got hitters. You got fancy points, hits, total bases, pitchers. You got earn runs, strikeouts, and much, much more. It's really cool. You have to make at least two picks, up to five picks, and your 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 return escalates if you're playing the standard formats. Two picks is 3x your return, three picks, 6x, four picks, 10x, five picks, 20x, but you got to get them all. If you'd like to insure them, you have to get three right to get 3x, four right to get 6x, five right to get 10x. But if you make that many picks, you can only miss one is what I'm trying to say. So you have luxuries to get more return if you don't take the insurance, but you can always miss one with the insurance and still have a shot. When you're looking at Monday's slate of action, there's a couple guys I'd love to target. Anthony Discofani returning from the I.L., for the Giants on Tuesday, he's not that good, folks. And they're facing the Reds in Great American Small Park. I like his over-under earned runs allowed. I also like the over-under earned runs for Zach Davies as he takes on the juggernaut known as the Atlanta Braves. So those will be two picks I'd be looking to target right out the gate. But with a full 15 games on the docket, there will be plenty of options to choose from on the underdog pick them formats. And if you're new to Underdog Fantasy, use promo code PITCHERLIST, P-I-T-C-H-E-R-L-I-S-T, They'll receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. It's that simple, folks. You just check the description of the episode and, si- and the sign-up link. And make sure you use promo code PitcherList, all one word, to sign up and get that 100% deposit match up to $100. A couple of disclaimers here for you, though. You must be at least 18 or over and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. 19 or over in Alabama and Nebraska. 21 and over in Massachusetts and Arizona. Terms do apply. If you're concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. If you're in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. If you're in New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. And if you're in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. All right, some hitting highlights from Monday on the Diamond. Kyber Ruiz, 3-for-3 with a double, a homer, two runs, two rubies, and a walk. Throw the catcher from the Washington Nationals. On the season, only hitting 235, you'd hope for more, but he does have 11 home runs. It's good to see the power is showing up for Kyber Ruiz. And maybe this is a sign of things to come. He's homered in back-to-back games and hit safely in four games since returning from the All-Star break. 
Kyber Ruiz always had a great hit tool in the minor leagues. It's just a matter of could it translate to the bigs last year. Still showed great plate discipline. The production wasn't there. Maybe this is where we're getting still very young. Good things could happen in your deeper formats or two-catcher leagues. Ruiz becomes a very, very viable catcher, too. Brian De La Cruz, the Miami Marlins. De La Cruz and Jesus Sanchez just continue to keep my attention in deeper formats, and they might start gaining the eye of shallower formats. De La Cruz, well, they both went deep on Monday, but De La Cruz went two for four with a double, a home run, a run scored, and an RBI. Since June 19th, Brian De La Cruz hit 292, six doubles, three home runs, 12 runs scored, and 14 RBIs. Quite productive in about a three-week span for the Marlins outfielder. Edward Julian. Everyone was so pumped when he first got called up, didn't live up to the hype, went back to AAA. Well, he returned when Royce Lewis got hurt, and he has been balling. On Monday, Edward Julian went three for four with a run, a walk, and a stolen base. You might say, Bubba, that's no big deal. It is, though, because it continues to show the success Edward Julian is having. Since being recalled on June 10th, Julian's hitting 354, 354, folks, with nine doubles, three homers, 13 runs scored, six RBIs, and two stolen bases. Julian is leading off for the Minnesota Twins. He should be rostered in all 12-team and deeper formats with some 10-team viability, depending on what your team is looking for. For more information on all things hitting, make sure you check out the Daily Batters Box article on PitcherList.com for more details on the day's top hitters. Some starting pitching highlights from Monday. Nick Pavetta. I know he said starting pitching, but we might as well give him some love here. They've been using the opener with Pavetta, and he absolutely dealt on Monday night against the Oakland Athletics. Six no-hit innings for Pavetta, two walks, and wait for it, 13 strikeouts. 13 of his 18 outs were via the strikeout. Pavetta, in his last four starts since becoming the piggybacker behind an opener, Pavetta has made four appearances. He's got 18 in the third innings pitched, five earned runs, and 34 strikeouts. He's basically like seven or more Ks in every outing since going to that piggyback role. He has become a very, very fancy viable guy in almost, I would be willing to say, all formats with that kind of strikeout upside, and he's found his niche in that piggyback role. It reminds me a lot of Ryan Yarborough when the Rays started to exercise this option a few years back. Matt Manning continues to do good things. He's not overly dominant, but effective. On Monday, Matt Manning, five and two-thirds, no runs. Four hits, no walks, only three Ks against the Royals. He had eight whiffs and a 32% CSW, so he's very effective. And his, and his last four since coming off the IL, he's thrown 23 innings. Manning's only allowed six runs, and he struck out 16. We'd like to see the strikeouts come up a little more, but he's been very effective. Definitely a streamable option. Had two starts this week. Start one, check. Very effective for Matt Manning. And then Griffin Canning was awesome on Monday. Maybe got left out a little too long but he was great against the Yankees. Five and two-thirds innings, two runs, six hits, three walks, and 12 punchies, 12 strikeouts for Griffin Canning. He forced 20 whiffs and a 38% CSW on 120 pitches. He's basically had 100 pitches after five innings, and they left him out there to kind of get himself in a little bit of trouble in the sixth. But great outing from Griffin Canning. Needed it after a couple rough outings when people were starting to really jump on board for fantasy purposes. So hopefully this is a sign of things to come. It's also just going to show you the Yankees offense is dreadful, dreadful right now without Aaron Judge. So Griffin Canning took full advantage on Monday. Make sure you tune into the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and read his daily SP roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. Only a couple of relief pitching highlights from Monday. Ryan Brazier picked up his second save of the season for the Dodgers, kind of just kind of using the role as a couple of the other bullpen arms are, are getting used quite a bit, needed the day off in Baltimore. So he picked up his second save. I wouldn't read too much into that just yet. 
But some more notable ones, Jordan Hicks picked up his eighth save for the St. Louis Cardinals. He's rumored to be a heavy trade candidate at some point in time. But for now, he is the man in the back of that Cardinals bullpen. Kyle Finnegan picked up his 12th save of the season as he's filling back in as Hunter Harvey went to the I.L. And Harvey will probably be out for a little bit. So Finnegan's the guy there for now until he probably gets traded. Alex Lang picked up his 15th save of the season for the Detroit Tigers. And then Paul Sewald just continues to deal. 19th save of the year for the Seattle Mariners, Paul Sewald. Read the Daily Reliever Ranks article on PitcherList.com for more information about all things relief pitching. All right, before we take a quick look at Tuesday's action on the diamond, let's take a break and hear from our sponsors. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back to the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Brian Intrican, a.k.a. KC Bubba. We have 15 games on the docket on Tuesday, 14 of them on your main DraftKings slate starting at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. And pitching is not ideal, so you have bats for days. If you're looking for hitting, these are just a few of them. There's many more. You have the Astros and Coors against Noah Davis. That reeks of goodness. I love Baltimore versus Michael Grove. Grove is not that effective, so give me some more O's. Uh, you got the Cubbies versus Trevor Williams. I love Cincinnati versus Disco, Anthony DiSclefani. And then probably your top stack of the day, Atlanta versus Zach Davies. That's going to be a brutal one. I already mentioned in the underdog fantasy pickums. I love that uh, over earn runs for Zach Davies because Atlanta should have a ton of fun in that one. Some pitchers to look at, though. You got Lucas Gilito, who's really starting to figure things out here, going into New York and facing the Mets. Jordan Montgomery versus the Miami Marlins. This is a very interesting one. Jomo has been a quality start machine. He's been getting uh, the strikeouts of late, too. I like him in this matchup versus Miami with a caveat I'll mention. Over the last month, Miami striking out less than 15% of the time versus lefties, hitting over 350, but an ISO below one. So they're hitting for average. So they're slapping it, slap hitting, hitting for average, no power, no strikeouts. Be an interesting game for Jomo to see how that one pans out. Brian Wu returns to the Seattle rotation versus Minnesota. Excited about that one. And then if you need some value on the slate, Cookie Carrasco, Carlos Carrasco, going up against the Chicago White Sox team that strikes out a ton and will be without Eloy Jimenez. Things I'm looking forward to on Tuesday, Logan Allen returns to the Guardians versus the Pirates. Uh, we talked about it when Allen got demoted. He's just been super inefficient. Things are not great for Allen. In the minors, his, his first three starts in the minors, same thing, weren't ideal. Still has to figure things out, but the injury to Shane Bieber forced the Guardians' hands. So Logan Allen returns to take on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Curious to see how that one pans out. Yeah, Alec Manoa, take two. His second start since his return, he faces the Padres in Toronto uh, on Tuesday night. Manoa was outstanding in his first start against the Tigers. The start he should be outstanding against the Tigers. Now he gets to face the Padres offense. That's turning it on at the plate because Machado's hitting well. Soto, Grisham even, Kim, Bogarts, lots to like there. 
curious to see how Manoa doesn't take two. Trick Skubal makes his third start from the uh, IL. He got up to 66 pitches his last time out. Kind of excited to see where that goes for the lefty from Detroit. And then I already mentioned it, Brian Wu returning to face the Minnesota Twins. Love Brian Wu. Big fan of what we're seeing there. Looking forward to how that pans out for Mr. Wu. Well, that'll do it, folks. Another episode of the First Pitch Podcast in the books. Make sure you all go to pitcherlist.com. Enjoy the free content, the written content, the podcast, and much, much more. It is top-notch stuff over there at pitcherlist.com. And if you want to support the cause and get even more great quality from pitcherlist.com, go check out PL Plus and PL Pro. You will not regret it. The Discord is amazing. The other tools and, and, and accessories and options and content you get with PL Plus and PL Pro is best in the business. So go check all that out and much, much more. But that'll do it. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow to recap Tuesday and preview Wednesday for you. This was your first pitch podcast, Tuesday, July 18th edition. Hope you all have a good day. This has been the first pitch podcast brought to you by pitcherlist.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at pitcherlist, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with pitcherlist plus at pitcherlist.com slash plus.